Rewind. Adam Brogan still going. Adam Brogan shooting. Oh, Adam Brogan is Dublin a four-point lead for the 25th time. Dublin are All-Ireland champions. They've beaten Kerry in a real tussle, 12 points to nine. We have to give an awful lot of credit to Dublin. They out-taught us, out-fought us. For some reason, we just didn't move the ball with enough pace today or with enough accuracy, and um, I think you have to give Dublin a lot of credit for that. Mignolet manages to punch a clear, not too far. Set back in. Oh, there's an equaliser. Norwich have got themselves an equaliser, and it's an equaliser from their captain. There's obviously aspects of the game that we'll want to meet and improve going forward, but... You know, it's a very tough Canadian side. You, you look at a lot of the bodies coming out. There are a lot of sore bodies, and uh, I think you've got to be pleased with that on the bonus point. Marty! Here we go! It's just... Their eyes have seen the glory. It's a rugby miracle. Coming up, we've got Paddy Mulligan on the Premier League. Plus, we're in the Ireland camp at the World Cup, but we start with the Dubs win over Kerry in the All-Ireland Final. 12 points to 9 the final score here's Dublin's Keane O'Sullivan Bernard Brogan and Kevin McManaman but first Kerry manager Eamon Fitzmaurice We didn't play well enough and if you're going to win in All-Ireland you have to perform we didn't perform today um, for whatever reason that's something we'll have to think about um, you know I think you have to give an awful lot of credit to Dublin they, they out-taught us out-fought us they um, you know their forwards I think in fairness to them work very very hard to allow Keane O'Sullivan to drop back Dennis Bastic initially and Keane O'Sullivan then to drop that bit further so they had the best of both worlds in that they were slowing us down and at the same time getting bodies back and um, for some reason we just didn't move the ball with enough pace today or with enough accuracy and um, I think you have to give Dublin a lot of credit for that I know people were obsessed with kickouts, particularly Stephen Cluxon's ahead of this game you did push up did you feel that you didn't turn over enough ball or didn't take enough advantage of pushing up because he did look uncomfortable at times yeah we did well at times but I think you know with pushing up and kick outs it's all well and good but it's what when you get the ball back what do you do with it next and I don't think we did that well enough today in the past we've been better that when we do win an opposition's kick out we're better at transferring it into a score quicker but we didn't do that today and again I think you have to give credit to Dublin for that but um you know, or just our accuracy wasn't at the level you need for an All-Ireland final and our execution wasn't there either. A couple of big calls at the end, uh, Kieran Donaghy involved in both, potentially a penalty not given or maybe a free or two that wasn't given that maybe could have been? Apparently so, yeah, I haven't, you know, when you're on the sideline it's hard enough to see with all the bodies around, but uh, apparently so that Kieran could have got a penalty, but look, you get those calls some days, you don't get them other days and we didn't get them today. It was a big call bringing off James and David Moore and James was scoring well at times and at a time when you needed scores, it, it was a particularly big call. Yeah, look, I mean, we 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 we've a very strong panel, and uh, Barry John has been flying in training as well. So we felt that it, it was nothing to do with how good or bad James is doing. It was about getting legs in there. Similarly with David, he has put in 55 minutes at that stage, and we were looking to get a bit more life into the middle third again. And um, you know, I, I think you can't make it about personalities, really. It's about the lads coming on and doing their bit for the cause. And um, for the most part, I think our subs did quite well today when they came in. The weather, obviously, was a, the same for both. But do you think Dublin handled it better? I mean, was there anything you could have done there? They did, I think, which was surprising because we played Tyrone in similar conditions. We played Cork in a monsoon in Killarney. So we, were, we weren't too worried when we saw the weather forecast. We felt we'd be at home in those conditions. But... Um, Again, look, you know, the champions often adapt to things better than the opposition, and Dublin did that today. Adam Brogan still going. Adam Brogan shooting. Oh, Adam Brogan gives Dublin a 
I might pass it to him as well. It was not nice, <laughs> of, nice of me. Um, not delighted. Like, uh, delighted to see him come on. Obviously, got a big roar. He's been a massive servant to Dublin the last 15 years. Uh, every year, been been a go-to man. And once again, when the when the chips are down, he shows his experience and a bit of guile and uh, ran the full end of the pitch and clipped it over for our insurance score. So massive, delighted, delighted for him. And um, we'll have words with him um, later on in the year and see what his appetite is like. Um, but I don't know. As of now, he's going to enjoy it. Uh, Enjoy the break, enjoyed a couple of points with the lads and celebrations, but it's delighted now to get out of there. Yeah, they're, hard, they're hard fought, it's a long year. We start training in December, and like all teams would, you know, and it's, it's nine months later, a couple of hundred training sessions, whatever it is, you know, and uh, just delighted to be out there and, and, and get the just rewards. Was there any particularly key moment in the game where you thought to yourself, this is going to be our day, this is going our way? I just think in the second half we just showed a bit of just when the, when the scores were needed we we we'd lads to step up and kick them. Flinner got a couple of important ones, um, lads went lads went that players and we got a couple of frees and stuff like that and got a, kept the scoreboard ticking over. Especially when Kerry were always going to come back, they got it down to two points and they were coming back at us and we needed to keep the scoreboard ticking over. That was the key to it, just to keep keep that little bit of distance, you know. Did you learn lessons directly from last year's semi-final loss to Donegal? Because this year when teams came at you, you looked composed. I'd say we probably learned more. Yeah, of course we did. We learned. We, we studied it very a lot. Like I suppose the second the second Mayo game, we, we learned a lot from. The first game, we were probably over over excited and over exuberant and kind of jumping around and indisciplined and getting, moving freeze forward and fouling lads. The second game, we were a lot more cool, a lot more cool under pressure. Um, and, and when the job was to be done, we did the job. So we, we took a lot of lessons from that, just to be emotionally in tune of where you want to need to be in a, on a big game. And what about being a forward in a game like this? Kerry pushed up on the kickouts. You probably knew that was going to happen. So what were the instructions to the forwards in, in that situation? Because the ball was going to be harder to work up to you guys. Yeah, well, I was just trying to trying to get the ball and trying to get, get it to stick and have the, the, the runners coming off the shoulder. It's, it's, it's very hard to turn a man on a day like that because any sort of contact on the ball, the ball will spill. So we were just trying to get our hands on it and get lads coming on the burst, you know, and that's, that's that's all we could do do today. Um, it was it was a tough game for forwards out there today. We all we all know the dirty ball, or the wet ball is a cornerback's uh, dream, you know. But um, no, delighted to just get out of there, you know. That's, and three all Ireland's for you. Uh, have you won them kind of in, in three different ways as a player? I mean, your role has kind of changed over the years. And as you said, the dirty ball today was something that no player you included was afraid to fight for and win yeah like there were three very different way, the way the finals went but um, that'll always be the case you know um, for, for me personally it's just about trying to do as much as I can for the team um, there's loads of other lads there that are able to step up we've seen the last couple of games Paddy and Dermo and Flinner all these lads are able to kick scores so there's no reliance on me to do and all I have to do is just do my bit for the team try and get on the scoreboard if I can uh, and just kind of keep keep the ball moving and try and create some options and opportunities you know and, uh, it was tough out there today but uh, Keno Sullivan congratulations on winning the All-Ireland with Dublin yeah geez, thanks a million it sounds uh, that sounds good winning the All-Ireland with Dublin it's, uh, still still uh, yet to sink in really and um, yeah it's just an absolutely it's, it's, it's hard to put words to it really um, when you work so hard and you spend so long working on it throughout the whole year um, you become very close uh, to the guys you're working with in the squad and it's, it's, it's almost like your second family and um, to go out there up against you know one of the best teams in the country and and to win um, and sharing that with with all those guys it's it's an amazing feeling. How close did you come to not playing? I was out at the Croke Sevens, your home club yesterday. Yeah. No one seemed to know. Can you tell us? Yeah, um, yeah, it was pretty pretty much up in the air to be honest. Um, I because we only had two weeks because the replay was uh, was difficult so um, I did a bit of running on, on Wednesday night and then had to push on again on, on Friday and do a bit more of a test and thankfully I came through it and 
was able to talk out. Uh, was touch and go there for a while, really, to be honest. And when you looked at the weather, and it only really started raining badly just before the game yeah. started, did you think, God, this is not good for me? No, we kind of seen the, the forecast um, yesterday and uh, had the gloves and rain gear all, all uh, prepared. And as a back, you're kind of you're kind of glad it's raining because any bit of contact as you could have, you saw today the ball was popping all over the place so um, no that wouldn't have had any bearing on the leg I kind of said to myself you know this, this probably isn't 100% but just go as hard as, as you can for as long as you can and if it goes it goes this is an All-Ireland final like you know you, you take those risks and um, it did go but you know I have a couple of weeks now to try and get it right again did you spend the two weeks between the semi-final replay and the final with the hamstring on, on ice? I mean, what kind of treatment did you do? How much time did you have to dedicate to it? Tell us about that process. Yeah, I, I kind of eat, sle- eat, slept and drank rehab really for those two weeks. Um, to say a very special thank you to our medical team and, and the physio, um, Kieran O'Reilly, bent over backwards in those two weeks to, to make sure no stone was unturned. And, um, you know, I was doing physios twice a day doing hyperbarics treatment and um, PRP and just absolutely everything and um, my employees PwC were, were very understanding as well it's a very busy time of year for us and um, you know I kind of work had to take a back seat for two weeks and uh, I kind of worked from home but with all the treatment it was difficult to, to get much done so um, especially thank you to them as well but um, you know when when the prize is this this big and this great um you kind of you'll do anything uh, to, to to get there, and thankfully, uh, thankfully paid off. Talk to me about the game itself. Did Kerry underperform in the front, or did G stop them from performing? Um, I think looking back on it, we, we we were probably in control for the majority of the game. Um, I'm not sure if we were training at any point at all, but um, and we had one or two goal chances. Uh, they were unfortunate to go in, and if they had gone in, you know the margin would have been. Um, that bit greater but um, no I think we'd done our homework on, on Kerry and we knew their threats and, on the inside forward line and if we kind of give a bit of extra cover to our full back line uh, that was going to be vital and then obviously when Donahue came on as well we knew that they were going to have that aerial uh, aspect of the game and to try and negate that put pressure on the ball coming in and then have, have cover in, our, in front of our full back line and uh, I think we did pretty well in those two aspects uh, and kind of as a result Curtail their 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 scoring opportunities. Um, um, Philly McMahon was 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 being marked quite tightly as he was uh, meandering up the pitch as he does. And uh, yeah, you know, um, he had another fantastic game. But I think we just <coughs> worked really well as a unit and our, our defensive unit and our structure was good. And um, we kind of highlighted before the game that the, that the middle third was going to be very important. Uh, carry very strong in that area. Uh, I think we did very well on, on, on their kickouts and, and, and in that area in general and uh, that definitely gave us a good platform. And you missed out unfortunately on Crokes winning the sevens but a great weekend for the club. Know, yeah, maybe seven Rory, you get a pass though. Yeah, we get a pass but uh, that would have been a nice one to to, uh, to be part of but yeah. fair play to the lads. Uh, not an easy competition to, won, to win. Um, but we've got club championship now in, in, in two weeks time up against Ballybowden. Uh, straight knockout so important uh, important game for us um, you know what I think I'll let you celebrate uh, yeah. tonight before we start yeah. talking about it Keen, well done. Really Thanks, Kevin a very different All-Ireland win to the last couple of four Dublin um, 
but probably sweeter because he had to work so so hard. Yeah, you know, it was it was a war out there. No one could really get their hands on the ball, and it was just you know when you're taking the ball into contact, it was a lottery where you're going to hold on to it. So, um, just nice. We you know with guys there um, winning a lot of a lot of ugly ball um, uh, at crucial times for us. You know where where like I said, it was a lottery. So um, with guys that were put the body on the line, Darren Daly won a great ball right at the end. You know for a kick out, crucial kick out. Um, uh, so it was, look, it's, 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 it's nice to win, you know, those ones that are really tight games, and, um, you know, mucky days and that, and that. So um, that's rewarding in its own sense. And I guess when you came on, maybe you were coming from deeper positions in this game than you would have in previous. So was the instruction to keep the ball and link it, or what was the instruction to you? <laughs> it was probably to stay close to the goal, to be honest with you. And I was, I got sucked out a small bit myself. But um, yeah, no, it was just, just um, I suppose there wasn't too many instructions. I you know we, we were well, we were well. Um, Drill with a plan for it, and you know when you're playing in that full forward position, it's it, you know it's you're either in or you're out. You know what I mean? So I just tried to mix it up, but uh, um, the lads the carry defence were tight enough, you know, and it was it was hard to get a bit of room, and you know the way I like it, you know, trying to trying to take guys on and stuff, it was very difficult. So um, yeah, look, uh, that was basically that was basically it. Get on a bit of ball and try and link it up, I suppose. Last question: Three All Irelands under two different managers, 0-11, 2013, 2015. Does this prove how good this generation of players is and, and how strong Dublin are? Because one would have been good, two would have been very good, three, that's pretty outstanding. Uh, yeah, I suppose they kind of um, wouldn't have had a chance now to think it through yet, yeah. but I suppose, yeah, look, nice. We were, the, the goal of the start of the year was to win, win the All-Ireland and I'm sure it'll be the same next year. Um, but I don't, think we're, I don't think we're thinking about, you know, and, and about... You know, create legacies. It's yeah. it's just a, it's a, it's about winning, winning the next game. I suppose that's what we tried to do today, and I think more so than ever today we felt like we were going to, have to play a match rather than final. You know, um, and that's that's a credit to the great management team we have. Very clever guys, very um, uh, experienced coaches. Um, from Jim right down through, through you know we were getting really good advice, and I think we were shielded uh, very well from the. Um, the occasion uh, and, and I think uh, I think that's still does So a great day for the Dubs and a good year could get even better next week when their ladies side face holders Cork in the football final In there by the way you heard from Keanu Sullivan Bernard Brogan and Kevin McManaman along with disappointed Kerry manager Eamon Fitzmaurice uh, Weishi Fogarty and uh, another disappointed Kerry man Weishi of course of Radio Kerry uh, Weishi no doubt you are disappointed but Kerry have been here before and by and large they have bounced back well, I can tell you there's a kind of a, an air of doom and gloom over the county at the moment, Oisin. And, and generally, Kerry people, Kerry supporters who are very knowledgeable, they spend more time dissecting defeats and talking about defeats than they do about victories. Would you believe that? So it's going to be a long winter of post-mortems. There's going to be a lot of talk and a lot of debate. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is with Kerry. And that's the way Kerry are. Because they always learn more from a defeat than they do from a victory. They've lost 21 finals or something, and they've won 37, but uh, they learn from those defeats, and they bounce back. And, and of course, there were mistakes made yesterday, and uh, it was a very, very disappointing performance, one of, the worst dis- one, of the worst, one of the worst performances I've seen from Kerry for a, a long time. And when you look at the fact that Dublin only conceded one point off of a free late in the game, it will show you the, the tremendous discipline that Dublin have and we must remember there was no ifs there's no buts we were beaten by a better team from 1 to 15 Dublin were better and we mustn't forget they're also the National League champions Were you surprised by the matchups? for example Gooch was far away from me from the goal at, 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 at some points McMahon and him seemed to be shadowing each other 
Um, Kieran Donny was brought on quite late. I appreciate these are questions that are very easy to ask after the game, but are you kind of thinking about the match this morning and thinking, well, there was one or two things that could have been done differently and it might have made a difference? Well, you mentioned Philly McMahon there. I thought the, I thought the Dublin full back line was absolutely superb. Cooper, Carroll and Philly McMahon. And I was watching them off the ball, completely off the ball. And their marking of uh, Cooper and Ganey and O'Donoghue was classic stuff, Oisin. It's something that you teach young fellas. Close, continuous coverage all the time without following them and getting out in front of them. They were doing that constantly. And their defence was absolutely superb. You mentioned McMahon then and Colm Cooper. Of course, McMahon used his head. And he, what he would do was, people are saying about Colm Cooper out the field, but Colm Cooper was following his man. And he, his man got a point. He could have scored. If he didn't follow him, he may, maybe scored a couple of more points. So Finney McMahon was drawing his man. He out-taught his man, and he drew him out of the defence and up the field and drew Colin Cooper away from the danger area. That's good play in my view. What about the McMahon and Donaghy incident? Uh, Philly McMahon has been talking about it this morning. He's saying it wasn't intentional if his hand or his fingers went near Donaghy's eye area. He's saying he was reaching for the ball. Uh, what's the reaction to it in Kerry? Well, at the, mo- at the moment, uh, the reaction in Kerry is, 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 is a bit of anger, I can tell you that, because people would be saying it could, if it was a Kerry footballer would have done it maybe this year or a few years ago, they'd be more and more about it. Now, I've only just seen it in close-up. You wouldn't see it in reality at the game machine, as you say. But uh, was it an accident? Was it intentional? We have to take the man's word that it, was, that it wasn't intentional and it was accidental. Maybe he just put down his hand, caught what was ever there in front of him. We don't know. You don't know what's going through a man's mind in that particular time. We have to take his word for it that he didn't do it uh, intentionally. Yeah. What about Eamon Fitzmaurice and the management team? A lot of people you know, rush to ask managers after a game and the immediate aftermath what their future plans are. Okay, it's something I've done and it's something I'll probably do again as as a reporter who's in these kind of situations. But I always think it's kind of unfair and maybe the best thing for that manager to do for both them, the team, the supporters, the county board and everyone is to take some time. Do you think that's what Eamon Fitzmaurice should and will do? It is. And just before I answer that, the second incident with with Kieran Donaghy, he was pulled down from behind. I thought that was a blatant penalty myself. I agree. Blatant, I thought, Oisin. Now, to answer your question, I mean... I don't see why there should be any calls at the moment for him Fismaris to resign. He has only lost two games out of uh, 17 championships. He made some mistakes yesterday himself and his, uh, his sideline generals. And maybe they, they, I, I reckon myself they shouldn't have taken off James O'Donoghue. He was after scoring three points. He was after making two points. And he was the man who we know would feed off a Donahue probably better than anybody else. And if he was in the position where Killian Young found himself, Killian Young is a defender and he had an opportunity to maybe get a goal but he wouldn't be used to being in that position where Donahue would I thought that Tommy Welch should have been brought on because it was a day for big men it was horses for courses yesterday and looking back in retrospect now and it's easy to be wise after the event it was a day for Donahue to start and I don't think myself now that Eamon Fitzmaurice, it's up to him. He's telling us up as manager now, but I don't see for any reason why he should be retiring or why, he should, why people should be calling for him. Because I'll tell you why, he's going to learn now to this. And with the miners coming through, they have won two All-Ireland miners, and with, the, with, the, with, with some of the subs that he has there, I have no reason why Kerry can't be back again with Eamon Fitzmaurice uh, behind him. However, Dublin are the team at the moment, and it looks like Oisin. 
to me, it looks like that if they're going to be the team of the decade, like Mikko the Wires team was back when they won those All-Islands, I'm not going to say no that they're going to be winning All-Islands every year. But I tell you this, they're going to be the top team in Ireland for a while, whether they'll win or lose. Wishy Fogarty of Radio Kerry, thanks for joining us. Not at all, Oshin. Always nice to talk to you and keep up the good work in news talk. Still to come, the Premier League, but first, the Rugby World Cup. Ireland opened up with a bonus point win over Canada. New Zealand stumbled at times, but beat Argentina, while Japan shocked the world with that 34-32 win over South Africa. Keith Earls uh, to come. He's been speaking to Off the Ball's Nathan Murphy. But first, Keith Wood joined Pat Kenny uh, to give his thoughts on a pretty exciting opening weekend and opening few days of the Rugby World Cup 2015. Uh, Matt Williams actually said it on the television last night and it's it's nice when you, you get one liner that does the job. In, in an awful lot of cases, matches are lost. Um, but South Africa didn't lose this game. Japan won it. Their, their way of playing, their attitude, um, their, their spirit all the way to the end. And, you know, you talk about spirit and courage and all those things. And normally that kind of often leads they're nice things to say to a team that's been beaten but the actual clinical nature of Japan and the passage of play to get that score at the very end Heskett to score in the corner was truly truly phenomenal there was a great line actually from Eddie Jones who is you know an incredible coach he's done really really well he was involved with Australia in 2003 um, with as a consultant for South Africa in the World Cup 2007 for them to win and he was involved here obviously as their coach Uh, he just said it to them at the very end before they went out don't have any regrets yeah. And how liberating is that an idea from your coach? <laughs> you know, when there's so much pressure on so many coaches, don't have any regrets. Don't have any regrets. Leave it all on the field, which yeah. is pretty cool. I, I think we learned that when we're fully focused and getting up towards a full match pace, that we can actually really perform very well. I thought Johnny Sexton was accomplished. Um, he took every opportunity that was laid in front of him. Um, now, you have to read into that that some of Canada's uh, defensive line got very tired with 10 to go at half time and 20 to go in the second half. And there was a lot more space than he would be used to in an international field. But he took every bit of it. And I thought he was very assured and did very well, showed good bit of gas to score in the corner from a lovely inside pass from Sean O'Brien. Um, I also think we saw that some of the players, the rustiness that we were worrying about is beginning to diminish. I thought Peter Manny had a much better game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Ian Henderson was was excellent. I, getting over the gain line at every single opportunity, I thought mm-hmm. he had a fine game. And you know, I, I think it was a reassuring win, uh, to be honest, Pat. And I know there was some level of negativity from the warm-up games um, which I thought was was wrong because they were warm-up games and they're not that important in their own right but I still thought we had a good attitude for the weekend We know even watching England last night that first games in the World Cup can be can be tricky a lot of nerves and stuff but um, we know if we if we looked after ourselves that we'd um, we'd have a good chance of getting results we wanted Yeah were you nervous coming into this? You've obviously experienced the World Cup before, but there's been such a long build-up over the last couple of months. Were there a few nerves in the hours leading up to the match? Yes, just, there's always nerves when you're playing any 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 rugby these days. You know, even by playing with Munster or whoever, you know, you know, it's if you don't have nerves, it's not a good thing. It's but learning how to control them, you know. But it, it was great coming in on the bus there today, seeing um, a C agreed. We might as well have been playing Naviva. Yeah, the first 15 minutes seemed incredibly frantic and then Jamie Cudmore got the yellow card and Ireland were incredibly clinical, scoring three tries while he was off the pitch. How important was that in terms of the tournament as a whole, taking advantage of opportunities as they arise? 
Yeah, you, you know, with <laughs> with, with bonus points and uh, and point difference in the World Cup, like you know, it's um, it was very important. But we we didn't we didn't speak about that before the game. We just spoke about getting a performance, and if we performed, we would get the get the four tries and, and a couple of points. You know? Yeah, the four tries came before half time. The game was essentially won at half time. The twenty minutes after half time, there seemed to be a little bit of a dip, and Joe spoke about it there in his post match press conference, saying that it's often just the case. Players kind of know the game is one. Was that what was the reason behind it? Yeah, well, in my eyes, anyway, it wasn't. You know, we were trying to just build build up the points, um, try and keep clinical. Our discipline was probably poor for that twenty minutes. You know, we gave away a, a couple of penalties and um, what, what and do you put that, that down to? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe fellas chasing chasing the game too hard. Um, as you said, there it was quite frantic. Fellas were quite tired. The roof was closed. It was really hot. It was humid. You know, and um, I know myself. I, I was a bit tired out there, and, and the mind came under a bit. Like you know, and you do kind of stupid things, but. Um, We'll have a look at it um, tomorrow on Monday and we'll see what Joe has to say about it. Yeah, I guess it is a strange situation when you're in a tournament like this, so the game is won at half-time. Ordinarily, you can maybe back off a little bit, but individually here, you're all fighting for your lives, trying to get in that team as the tournament continues. Yeah, I, t- I think the main thing for us is to, like I said, not, not get comfortable. When we do get go a few points up, you know, we, we want to be a, a ruthless team and... Um, we want to show that to other teams but um, yeah it's, it's just it's not fellas fellas being tired you know we haven't played in two weeks or whatever yeah. it was you know some fellas three weeks you know so um, I'd say we, we'll have a look at it and um, hopefully try and fix it for the remaining game were you happy with your own performance? yeah I was I was I was I was happy um, delighted like I'm, I'm delighted to be be doing some of the donkey work you know it's a couple of people asked me inside, oh you didn't get in the score sheet but I'm happy to be cleaning a rock to set up a try or, or give a final pass yeah. to score a try, you know, and um, obviously I'd like to score as well myself, but, you know, I get the same buzz out of, out of creating a try. Yeah, because you're not that far behind Brian O'Driscoll in the record for most Irish tries scored at a World Cup. Yeah, it was really, it's something popped up. Um, I'd say I think I'm only two tries behind him, but I can't concentrate on that, you know. It's, 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 all, about, it's all about the team with us, you know. That's, that's, that's what's drill into us and that we are that's all we work for we work for the team not as, not as um, individual records like you know and um, if we work for a team hopefully we can we can be successful you mentioned there doing the donkey work is that something that Joe spent a lot of time with you over the last couple of years 18 months because we saw the burst to set up Rob Carney's try we know everyone knows you have that in your game but has that the doing the donkey work and the harder stuff the, mo- the stuff you maybe don't get as much praise for is that something you spend a lot of time working um, yeah, you know, we'd see it ourselves. You know, it, might, it mightn't be, you mightn't see it watching in the crowd, but when we go back and review it, and if if, if there's a, a good clean out, you know, to set up a, a try, it's um, you get a tap on the back for that, like you know. So, I think the breakdown is really important, you know, and I think watching games last night and stuff, the high ball is very important as yeah. well. But as you said, yeah, it's not often you see wingers cleaning out rocks and stuff, but. Um, Something that we concentrate on a lot. Were you stepping into the scrum as well when Paul went off? Yeah, well, I went down uh, blindside um, behind Jack McGrath there at one stage, but um, something I was kind of used to. I played there for two years underage, you know, so, but um, 
It was grand. It was grand, yeah. Was there was that loud. one moment uh, near the start of the second half, I think, where the ball just slipped out of your hands. Maybe there was a few players yeah, outside. Yeah, it. Yeah. Is that the sort of stuff now when you're going back to the hotel tonight that's on your mind that you know it's coming when the video's been watched yeah. back and you know what's coming from, from Joe? Yeah, no, he might, he might not show it. He might, but um, yeah, I just I wasn't ball focused, like, you know, and um, just just slipped out of my hands you know mistakes happen and um, I think good thing I, I did I didn't leave it get to me you know I just kind of put it in the back burner and concentrate on my next job I know you're going to say you're professionals and it's every game as it comes and you were focusing on Canada and now you'll turn towards Romania and I think Joe's indicated there'll probably be a lot of changes for that game but it's France the final match in this pool stage is that always there in the back of your minds that you're always kind of building towards that well, I suppose you can't look past the Italians either like you know they'll, they'll be they'll be passionate um they're capable of uh, upsetting um, any team and just said anything can happen in the World Cup but yeah but the talk is Ireland and France in the last game is going to be a winner takes all but as you said there like you know we're, we're definitely not going to look past that Keith Earl speaking with Nathan Murphy of Off the Ball Off the Ball every night this week from 7 o'clock Monday to Friday it's on at 1 o'clock on Saturday and 12 o'clock on Sunday stay with the lads they'll bring you all the latest and the best analysis of the Rugby World Cup Let's talk about the Premier League now. Manchester City lost, Liverpool drew, Manchester United won and Arsenal lost 2-0 against Chelsea. As always, we're, we're joined by former Chelsea and Ireland defender Paddy Mulligan. Paddy, uh, let's start with Liverpool. Drawing with Norwich at home, it quite simply is not good enough, is it? No, not by a long shot. It's, it's, uh, to me, it was a, a terrible result, especially when they go 1-0 up. Danny Ings gets his uh, first goal for, the, uh, for, for Liverpool and in control of the game to a great degree. Um, and then didn't didn't push on. Now the only saving grace on occasions was that they were getting four and five in the box, but still the end product uh, just wasn't there. And Coutinho had had some great chances to go on and and, and put them ahead, um, or, or even make it make it two nil at one point, and didn't didn't take them. And then uh, they got caught with a sucker blow, the first corner kick that that uh, that Norwich had. Mignolet comes out and flaps it, punches the ball straight into into Martin's uh, chest. And he, I mean, he did very, very well to go and finish it and, and, and uh, just just lobbed Mignolet again. Um, nobody in the line for Liverpool, which I thought maybe if, if, if there had been somebody in the line, there should be from a corner kick, he would have headed it clear. But there was nobody on the line, so Mignolet got beaten on, on, on the double. But Mignolet really should have come out and caught the ball and took everybody out, out, out of the game and didn't do it. And, and that's, that's, his, that's another one of his, of his weak points. But then Coutinho, near the, just about two or three minutes from the end, um, again from a, a Norwich for, uh, corner Liverpool broke uh, Coutinho breaks all, all all on his own Ings has gone over to the left all he has is, is a Norwich defender and, and Ruddy ahead of him and makes the wrong decision goes for glory and plays it straight into into uh, uh, into John Ruddy's uh, body and there's there's the chance gone Ings was over on the left hand side screaming for it and didn't scream hard enough, obviously, or else continue just totally ignore him. But it was a great chance to go and win the game because Norwich wouldn't have come back at, the, at that stage. But then, this is Liverpool we're talking about. You never know what Liverpool, uh, so what's, got, what's going to come next. And is that down to players or management or, or what's it down to? Brendan Rodgers talked after the game about the positives of the performance and how maybe the guys have to begin to love playing at home because that's two bad results on the bounce in the league at Anfield. Yeah, not to mention, not to mention last year, when you consider the amount of money that's been spent uh, in, in the past few years uh, un, under Brendan Rodgers I mean it's absolutely criminal that they should be in this situation with all due respects to West Ham West Ham should not be going into Anfield and winning whether it's 1-0 or 3-0 they should not be winning Norwich should not be winning and Liverpool are in a situation now where they must win their home games um, because they might not get too, too too much away from home and, and 
the problem I have with Brendan Rodgers is the fact that, in in my opinion, Liverpool have only played about half an hour of good football thus far this season. That's in six games, and that was in the first half against Arsenal down uh, 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 down at the Emirates. And since then, they've regressed instead of progressing, and and that that to me is a huge huge worry. He leaves Lovren out, brings in Sacco. And that's fine. They got they got away with it yesterday, and and, and uh, they always will do uh, against a team like Norwich. But they've got to they've got to put these teams they've got to put them to the sword and 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 pick up the three mm-hmm. points. It doesn't matter. Look, United have won leagues down the years by beating the lesser teams and losing to the top teams, <laughs> and they've won leagues by ten or eleven points. But Liverpool yeah. seem to seem to contrive to to do their level best not to beat the teams that they should be beating. And and then to go and beat the teams that you say well they might not beat the, the Arsenal's or, or the or the or the Man United's or Man City's or Chelsea's of this world, but they go and do that. Mm. So he's got to he's got to get the balance right. And you wonder who's 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 buying the players, because it, it, to me it just seems a mishmash at Liverpool yeah. as to uh, as to the, the the lack of quality of player that's uh, that's coming in. Yeah, Liverpool have Aston Villa at home next weekend. Uh, you mentioned. The top teams, Chelsea and Arsenal among them. Chelsea mm. winning 2-0 on Saturday. But um, what did you make of the antics of Diego Costa? Well, you see, he's, he's, he's a wonderful player, but he's stepped over the line yet again. On two separate occasions, Mike Dane should have sent him off for, 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 the, for the, to mess him with Koscielny when he slapped him across the face. That's a sending off of his offence straight away. And then with Gabriel. Now Gabriel also, uh, Arsenal Wenger should be having a long, hard look at his players as well. Yeah. Uh, um, three of them, three of them the sent week- off yeah. in a few days. Yeah, a common no. theme from the weekend regarding Costa. Just to go back to that, and we'll compare him to Philly McMahon. Both great players, and both, mm-hmm. I think, and and you can point this out better than I could, or, or or go into it better than I could. If you're a manager, are these the kind of guys you want in your team? Hard guys, but but they can do a job as well. Yes, you want you, you definitely want that type of player in your team. There's no there's no question about that. But he's got to know when to draw the line. He can't be stepping over that line all of the time. And this is what Costa does. And to a degree, Philly, Philly, Philly McMahon has, has done it in the past and got away with it. That's the thing. He got away with a bit of stuff yesterday as well, Philly McMahon. Mm. You know, could, have, could, have, could have got a, a, a red card yesterday. Didn't, didn't get it. But, uh, but Costa, uh, um, people try to make excuses for Costa. And Mourinho, of course, will always make excuses for Costa. And you can understand managers standing up for their players. But there comes a time when you've got to call halt because it will cost the team and it could have cost the team last Saturday. Now, he was very, very lucky that it didn't, that Arsenal were the ones who who, who, who got left with, 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 with 10 players at one stage and then Cazorla stupidly goes and, 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 and puts a tackle on, on Fabregas when he had no chance of winning the ball already on a yellow card. So Wenger will have to have, have words with, with his players for the way that, that they behave. Gabriel should have walked away from Costa, ignored him completely. He has a little flick back at Costa, which was, which was nothing. But yet he paid the price for, for that little bit of, of petulance because he goes and gets sent off. Leaves Arsenal down to 10 men. Then Cazorla goes and gets sent off later on in the game and, and they're down to 9 men. Yeah. So they, they, they had very little chance at, at, at have it with, with 10 men but they had no chance with, with 9 men whatsoever. But Arsenal can't feel too hard done by because I, I, I thought that Chelsea in the first half just totally outplayed Arsenal. And that that, that, yeah. that Chelsea really should have, should have been ahead of that at that juncture, and they were and they weren't. But they came out and they won it two 0 Probably flatters them to a degree. The second goal came the last minute or two. Hazard and a huge deflection off Chambers. But you know, take nothing away from Chelsea. They they seem to be back a little bit. 
because their performance was an awful lot better. Their pace was there. Hazard was buzzing. Costa was buzzing when he wanted to play football. And that's the, that's the sad part of it. He's a wonderful player. And I can understand the psyche of, of, of the man to, to a great degree. But he, he, can't, be, he can't be stepping over that, that line. And yeah. he does that far too often, in, in my opinion. It's going to cost Chelsea at some point. Yeah, I mentioned next up for Liverpool or Villa in the league. Next up, game-wise, is actually the Capital One Cup on uh, Wednesday night Wednesday. Up against Carlisle. Yes, Chelsea, go on, Carlisle. Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea are away to Walsall. Um, yeah. for, for, for Chelsea, we'll talk about Chelsea because they've got Newcastle in the yeah. Premier League then after that. If they win this game and then they go and beat Newcastle, is it crisis over and they can just move on from there or do you think there's no. still a bit of trouble there and they, they could still be caught up in that? Because, you know, it's two wins in a row now. Yeah, and, 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 and don't forget the, the off-the-field activities as well yeah. uh, with the medical team. I think there's some case uh, by, by Dr. Eva coming in and, and uh, going and hit, hit Chelsea. The, the medical board are looking at that from what I, what I can gather. And that's, that's, a, that's a serious business as well. But from a, from, from a footballing viewpoint, um, with the quality of player that Chelsea have, there should not, there, we shouldn't even be talking of a crisis. Now, probably people are talking of a crisis at Chelsea because they're the champions and you don't expect Chelsea to concede the goals that they concede and to play the way they haven't been playing in the, in the, in the past, uh, since the start of the season. But they're there. Now, that, that was a smashing win on, on, on Saturday for them. And that should give them the confidence uh, to is push it because and go Chelsea? forward. Is it because it's Chelsea? Because I remember Manchester United at their pomp under Sir Alex Ferguson occasionally made slow starts. Yes. But no one ever really panicked. No, no, and that's what Chelsea. It should be the same with Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea! That's what that's what Mourinho has got to do. Yeah, and, and but I mean, even outside of Chelsea, because our reaction no, maybe has it been over the it top. Could be, it, it could be overboard. Yeah, when, the, when there's absolutely no need to. Yeah. I mean, the players the players haven't been become that bad in the space of a few months when they won the title in last May, uh, right through to, to August September. They haven't become that bad. You've got you've got your right, and and the, the likes of Terry. I mean, he, from a footballing viewpoint, he's getting on. Yeah. So therefore, there should be no surprise. Uh, to the media that he's going to rotate him that he can't possibly play every game you'll probably find that John Terry might play on, 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 on during the week yeah. uh, if you're winning in, in games that's grand though isn't it yeah, if so you're losing when you're, games that's, when you're, when you're yeah. winning games you see you don't need a manager because every player has all the confidence in the world it's only yeah. when things start going wrong that you need a manager to go and put things and right the aren't decision, the, and the questions aren't questioned if you know what I mean like dropping no, Terry nothing, 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 nothing is questioned then you see yeah. okay. it's, only, it's only if there's a few uh, uh, bad results as, people, uh, uh, as people's perception uh, could be oh that's a bad result there but in the circumstances, maybe not. Martial looks a good signing. Yeah, yeah another another two goals yesterday and took them, took them very well, although there were gifts. I mean, the first goal should not have been allowed. Uh, Matter came back from an offside position, then became involved in the play, which is, it's, it's a stupid rule anyway, that, that offside. I, I hardly understand it the way it's gone. It should be, should be the old style that, you know, if you're on the far side of, 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 the, opponent, of the opponent, of the defender, that's offside and you're gone. Forget about it. Put up the, put up the flag and, and that's OK. But Matter came back on. Linesman didn't didn't cop it. Uh, Jamie Carr was trying to make excuses that oh, well, he, he couldn't really say. Well, there was a straight line there, and he could see he was looking straight across it, so you could see that Matic came on, became involved in play. But no, Marty Allen fairness to him. Then the the ball stuck under his feet a little bit. He managed to, to hook it back out again and stick it into the back of the net for for one each. And then the second goal, oh, dreadful, dreadful back pass altogether um, by Southampton, and, and and he was but he was onto it like a light and finished it so so well. But the third goal, the third goal was my favourite because they, 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 from from a footballing viewpoint, they, you know, they just pulverised uh, Southampton with the passing. I think it was forty five consecutive passes. Yeah. Uh, but from a Southampton uh, view, you'd have to be saying, why didn't somebody get a tackle in? Because 
There was plenty. I, I, I watched it and there was plenty of time for them to go and get tackles in, but they, they never did. So you'd have to question the, 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 the mentality of the Southampton players at that juncture. And then they came back into the game and, and, and pulled it back to 3-2 with a smashing goal from Pell, although the United defence were sleeping. Um, and then could have, could have drawn the game 3 each, but, but uh, De Gea made a few, a few very, very good saves. And yes, yes, they were at the right height from. But even so, you know, Southampton had been piling under pressure, and I thought at one point that yes, this if, if United aren't lucky, uh, are, are, are going to be falling asleep. It's going to be three each here before long. But uh, they, they hung on, and that'd be the worrying aspect of from United's viewpoint. At three-one, they should have just closed the game out, kept ball. Thanks very much indeed. No problems. But no, they didn't. And, and and that that would be a huge concern. I'm sure Van Hal would be very very concerned about that. He won't. He probably won't say it. Mind you, he says everything else. So it's a wonder he hasn't said it. And City now two losses on the bounce at home against yes, Juventus. Yes. That's not too bad. Juventus Champions League finalist last year, but at yeah. home to West Ham. Now West Ham have had decent performances this year. We've seen them beat Arsenal. We've seen them beat Liverpool. And now we've seen them beat City. Everybody beats Liverpool at Anfield. They say or get something out of, out of Anfield. So that result might not be the. Uh, the, the big result that people think that it is but no take nothing away from us Tom it, it, it is I mean the, to win three away games like that is, is absolutely fabulous and to go to especially to go to the Etihad where Man City should be hurting after last Tuesday night to backle against Juventus and they should have been really ready for, for West Ham because it was well flagged that West Ham were having a half decent season so far so you know you need to put you need to put a team like that to bed and City didn't do it now the second half they, they, they pummeled West Ham and got nothing out of it. Yeah, yeah, Tory. Oh, if he had only pulled the ball square in the last few minutes, the you know, he just had to score it. But whoever he didn't, he went. He went for glory. Flashed past the the, the far post. As quite a few shots did. Navas, I think, had a had a shot as well that that came off the keep and hit the upright. But um, no, no, it, was, it 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 was a great result for uh, for West Ham. But City City would be kicking themselves for for letting it go. And look at it. We're only we're only six games in, and the City. That you see after uh, after after a, a reasonably good season the previous season, then just go and implode again. So let's hope that they're not gone for the season now that they don't give up the ghost. And West Ham are now third in the league. City on top on fifteen. United second yeah. thirteen. West Ham on twelve. Leicester also on twelve. But West Ham up, up around fourth at Christmas time last year, I think, but under under Big Sam, I think they I think they were fourth. They'd really uh, uh, they'd lofty views on, 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 and ideas as to as to whether they get into Europe or not. But of course, it, it, it petered out for them. And let's hope let's hope that it doesn't do that right. um, for them. Yep. Just before I let you go, the SSE Artricity League, Dundalk running away with it at this stage. They're on 69 points after 28 games. Yeah, what a win. What a win the other night. Yeah, 6 0 against Rotherham. Tell with four goals. Tell with four, uh, exactly. City are second on 58. They've got a game in hand, but look, that goose Not is at cooked. all. No, yeah. that's, that's, that's Dundalk for the league. And what is it about it's Dundalk? A, it's, a, it's a wonderful. Well, they've got a wonderful manager yeah. in Stephen Kenny, first and foremost, and they've got some smashing players. There's no, I watched them on Friday night. There's no question about that. They're, they're a real team. Now, how they, how, how they play so well on the surface, it is up in Dundalk. I don't know because nobody else can but look at that's no excuse they've been great both home and away and fully deserving I, I, I do believe they will now go on and win the league because I, I, can't, see, I can't see Cork uh, catch up on them How good is Tell? Excellent Because you know, look let's be honest His, I movement, mean, I, his movement is great yeah. his finishing his finishing is, 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 is top class you know he's, he's, uh, he's pure instinct as all great goal scorers are it's pure instinct they know exactly when to go they just sniff the they sniff the danger out and they're in there and people say oh well you know it was only a tap in to get in there is, is, is the problem mm. you know and a lot of players can't get in there but the likes of Towell can get in there he's always at the end of things he's I, I, I think I think he's a brilliant brilliant player 
Stephen I think Dundalk, I think Dundalk are a smashing name. Now, when you look at what Stephen, Ke- you know, Stephen Kenny, you know, losing the job at Shamrock Rovers on, but look what he's done yet again. Oh, he's, 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 he's class. Yeah, he's and done he, good things no matter where he's gone. Oh, he's brilliant. Well, well, and up at Derry as well. Yeah, and look, with Bohemians. the greatest respect to the League of Ireland, um, how do I put this without offending people? There's no way of putting it because anytime you say anything like this regards the League of Ireland, people take it as an offence. And I really don't mean it. Yes. And you're a man who's played in the League of Ireland, yes, so I yeah. know you'll understand it when yes. I mean. What are the challenges left in this country for Stephen Kenny? He's proven how good he is tactically. So what are the challenges left? Like does To go and win the league with Dundalk again next year. Yeah. Keep winning. Keep winning. Go and do the double. Go and, go and, win, the, go and, go and win everything in the domestic league. But he'd do a job in the yes. league, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh, he would. I mean, Stephen, Stephen Kenny is a very astute... You could see him being a good manager anywhere. Yes, Stephen Kenny is a very, very astute football man. There's, no, there's absolutely no question about that. And, and if he got the opportunity to go to England, I, yeah. I would prefer. He's done Scotland, and yeah, well, it ended prefer, badly, not through his fault. Yeah, I, I would prefer him to go to England, yeah, rather than go to Scotland. I think he may as well stay here as as go to Scotland and get into European football and and try and win everything on uh, the domestic front here and and build up a, a, a real powerful Dundalk team because Dundalk is a, is a wonderful, wonderful sporting town, yeah. wonderful footballing town. Okay, let's look at it this way. Should he have to leave to have, should he have to leave to eventually be at the very least in the running for the Ireland job? He yes he 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 might not have to, but I mean the way the way my, my point is and I'm yeah. sorry to come across no you're okay I could see him managing Ireland because I think he could manage anyone and do a good job, but you know it yourself it's going to be very difficult for anyone to get the Ireland job without having experience in England or with a big job over there. Yes, and, 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 and sometimes that doesn't necessarily follow, you see. I, 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 I know exactly what, what, what you're saying, O'Shane, but I, I, I wouldn't be of that mind because I think if you're, if, you're, if you're good enough, it doesn't matter where you manage, if you're managing the League of Ireland or if you're managing the English Fourth Division, that if you know your game, if you, if you know how to set up teams, if you know your players, you've, you've got a wonderful chance. And Stephen Kenny does an awful lot of homework from what, from what I've observed with the teams that he's been managing. Yeah. And that, that wouldn't be a problem. That should not be a problem. And the example of it is not too far away. Michael O'Neill with Northern Ireland. Michael O'Neill with the with, with the North has has done a magnificent job. Yeah. And, and dare I say it, back 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 in nineteen seventy, Liam Toohey, uh, my former manager at Shamrock Rovers, became Ireland manager. I know it's a long, long time ago. I understand all of that, but his football knowledge is second to none. And he he did a wonderful job with with the Irish team. So I would have no fears for Stephen Kenny if if that eventuality ever arose. Okay, well he's got a job to do with Dundalk, and boy is he doing it well. Yes, and he's under contract at Dundalk as well. So maybe it's a bit premature for us to even be talking about about the uh, the Irish job and Martin O'Neill is in that Irish job. But we just we just we just throw it out for a bit of fun, and that's it. Yeah, but I was just talking about of course Martin O'Neill isn't going to manage forever. No, maybe he is. No, and 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 Paddy, as you're aware, everyone always finishes their contracts in football. Oh yes, whether whether they like it or not. You know? Okay, Paddy Mulligan, thanks for joining us. Not at all, Shane. Thank you very much. Well, that's it for this week. We're back next Monday with the review of Ireland's clash against Romania, the All-Ireland Ladies final between Dublin and Cork and the Premier League. Stay with Off The Ball all week. They'll bring you the latest from the Rugby World Cup. They're on every night this week, Monday to Friday from 7. And uh, this Saturday, they're on air at 1 and Sunday, they're on air at 12. I'll talk to you every morning this week on News Talk Breakfast. Until next Monday on The Rewind, goodbye. Rewind. Adam Brogan still going, Adam Brogan shooting, oh Adam Brogan gives Dublin a four point lead for the 25th time, Dublin are all Ireland champions, they've beaten Kerry in a real tussle, 12 points to 9. We have to give an awful lot of credit to Dublin. They out-taught us, out-fought us. For some reason we just didn't move the ball with enough pace today or with enough accuracy and um, 
I think you have to give Dublin a lot of credit for that. Mignolet manages to punch it clear, not too far. Set back in. Oh, there's an equaliser. Norwich have got themselves an equaliser, and it's an equaliser from their captain. There's obviously aspects of the game that we'll want to need to improve going forward, but you know, it's a very tough Canadian side. You, you look at a lot of the boys coming out, there are a lot of sore bodies, and uh, I think you've got to be pleased with that on the bonus point. Monty! Can we 